what is the situation regarding your continuation of the protests at Wits University? What are the reasons for that? There is a meeting that is going to take place now at 1 o'clock. Um, this is around the question of insourcing. As you have seen in other universities, uh, they've taken a stance to insource their workers. Um, the, our, our movement was never only about free quality education, but it was also about um, insourcing. And um, as you can see, workers are now sort of pushing forward and saying, look, this is a moment um, that we cannot lose. We are not guaranteed of this moment um, if we let it go. So that is why you're seeing uh, a continuation, as it were. Uh, I, I don't think that uh, we, we could we could say that uh, we're, continue, we're continuing because we've never stopped. We, we, we've been on, on, on the on insourcing sort of question. So workers have taken it upon themselves to say that uh, we can't continue as normal when we had all agreed, including students, when we went to the union buildings, one of the things that we were calling for was insourcing uh, and free, free quality education. Uh, we were never just calling for, we were never calling for 0% as the one thing, but it was of these uh, issues that I've just mentioned, one being insourcing. So yesterday we met with the Vice Chancellor and we insisted and pressed upon him. Uh, as, as, as far as we stand now, um, there is a commitment, at least from his side, to say that he's going to look at the books. So that's why you see what is happening now at the university. Well, we understand from our reporter many of those outsourced workers have gone back to work today. Even Wits University says it's business as usual on the campus. Are any workers or students joining you in continuing the protest today? Well, the reason why you see workers and uh, students going back to uh, classes is because uh, the university has employed a number of tactics, one of which, one of which bringing police and uh, the other intimidating workers uh, that uh, if they don't go back to work, they might lose their jobs. So you do not have a situation where people can protest freely because the university has employed sort of divide and rule tactics to intimidate not only students but workers. So students are intimidated by uh, exams, which is, I mean, it's a valid sort of concern, but the university uses it against and uh, students and demobilizes the, the student populace. But also it takes workers and tells them that they're going to lose their only job. I mean, if you know that, uh, if, you, if you've been following what has been happening on campus, workers have, are, are get paid 1,800. At most, they get paid 2,700. These are, these are people who are really desperate and cannot even sort of think outside of this 2,000 rands. So anyone who tends to take away their jobs is going to have an, is going to have an impact in, in their life. So what you see now, what is happening now, is that the, the university is employing uh, a scare tactic, and that's why you see workers going back to work. But the truth of the matter is that uh, workers are adamant that this is a moment where we should push harder to get uh, insourcing. And that's why you see a number of students who have been working with, with, with workers even before this movement, um, since time immemorial, um, people have been working with workers under the banner of Worker Solidarity Committee. And that's why you see this push. So it's, it's, it's an ordinary day 
for us who have always been standing with workers. Uh, we've never stopped and we'll never stop. And that's why we push regardless of, of the public opinion. Well, I, I'm sure you'll never stop is, is not an accurate way of describing it, Vianney. If you get uh, your decisions or at least your demands met, I'm, I'm sure you hope to stop. If, if you look at UCT, for example, they agreed in principle at least that insourcing of workers would happen. In terms of sixth category of workers, UCT has agreed to that. What decision would you like to hear from Wits University today to end the protest? Well, let me put it this way, my brother. Uh, the, the university yesterday committed, at least Adam Habib, in his, in, with, with his own mouth, said that um, he commits that all the workers who are working at Wits University, outsourced workers, would be able to send their children to Wits University for free if their children were qualified, mm. um, you know, uh, to, to end. So there is, there, is a, there is a small bit that you need to take note of, and that's what would bring insourcing. So those are the benefits that people would get from insourcing. What would make us happy, uh, and the workers and, and, and the community at large, would to say, um, you know, um, the, the university... Um, giving workers the in-source sort of contract, being able to be directly employed by the university to be able to, because if the university employs workers, you won't have a situation where contracts are working illegally on campus with workers not being registered for more than six months, with workers not having their UIS benefits. So right now, the only thing to stop this illegality that is happening on campus is to actually have workers being directly employed. But also there's another sort of uh, a, a question that is arisen outside of the material sort of benefits is also how we imagine this thing called the university, how workers interact with the space. I think there's a, there's a degradation that happens when you enter that space as a worker because, one, they don't belong to the campus. They are forced to use particular entrances and they can't use certain toilets. Workers can't be seen to be sitting leisurely on the lawns that they came. So I think there's something happening at the university. Mm. There's an apartheid style happening. So insourcing is a, a, the start of a conversation to say everyone belongs to this university and everyone must own this university. So yeah. currently workers do not own the space.